This is Heather, and you're listening to Simply Healed with Heather Leonard. Today's episode is called, How Real is the Law of Attraction, Resonance, Vibration, This Valentine's Day? No matter what you call it, doesn't matter. I mean, I'm using it lightly because nowadays I don't even call it the law of attraction anymore. It really is about your energy, your vibration, your resonance. What you're attracting in is what you're putting out. But how important is that on Valentine's Day? And guys, I want to share a little piece of my heart today. So um, thank you for joining. So I will not get super sappy on this Valentine's Day, but I will get a little emotional probably trying to share a little piece of my heart with you. Um, I just got to start with, and many of you who have been following me um, either in my Facebook group or, um, you know, in my lives that I do, you've probably, or even if you're just a friend on Facebook, um, I did post about this, but my youngest son came upon a sticky note with a date on it, (laughs) handwritten from me and just some scribbling, you know, on a a yellow sticky note that said, February 12th, 1999, started going out with Barry, (laughs) the love of my life. Uh, And um, it's the timing of it. He probably found it, I think, like a day before that. And he was like, is that right? I'm like, it is right. So for coincidences, call it what you want, that was the day that he and I started our romance. And February 13th is the day he passed away. February 14th, we all know, is Valentine's Day. But significantly for our family, Uh, The year before he passed was his first brain surgery on Valentine's Day. So, oh yeah, heavy times, like those three dates all together. It's wild. It's an emotional roller coaster of sorts. But, um, (laughs) so this is going to sound kind of nuts to some of you. I know this. And, um, you know, (laughs) well, let me just tell you as it is. So we almost let this week creep up on us and unrecognized. Um, If the rest of the world didn't acknowledge it, we wouldn't have even recalled, really. Um, So it was probably two or three days before, and um, one of my Facebook group members reached out to me in Messenger and just said, you know, just wanted you to know that you're in my thoughts and in my heart this week. I know it's going to be a hard one for you. And I was like, wait, why? What's what's going on? Let's go this week. And I had to think for a minute and I was like, oh, wow, that's already here. Now, this speaks to my healing in a big way because the love of my life was taken from me. And this is so significant. I mean, the second that February hits, it's heavy for me. Like I'm already aware that it's here and upon me. Um, So there is a difference in my, like there's an energy shift that happens anyway. But I'll tell you, it's one of my strategies for dealing with this is to not focus all my energy on the upcoming dates that might be hard or will be hard. You know, uh, I apologize. My dog has joined the show and is itchy and scratchy and slurpy as always. Uh, But yeah, I don't because as I always tell you guys, I think what you focus on grows and I just don't want to give so much power to that date to control my emotions. So I don't, I really just let it sort of 
slide in, <laughs> you know, and if anything, we celebrate it. And, you know, that's kind of become our way is to like not see it as a heavy day, but instead to celebrate sort of his entrance into this eternal life. It's a birthday for him into heaven. And it's, it's really something that if we're going to celebrate with cake and ice cream every year that we get older on this earth, we should be celebrating the birth into like the next phase of life. If you have faith in this heavenly afterlife, you should be celebrating that because I'm sure it's a bigger party there than it is here, <laughs> you know? So it's like not lost on me that this is a heavy day to our hearts that miss him and long for him to be here still. And then like all those memories sort of come flooding back, which is hard, but um, also a flood of really good memories of like really good days of, you know, in the past. And yeah, I know I'm saying that despite the fact that, you know, my previous Valentine's day was in a waiting room, but it was in a waiting room writing him a really sweet love letter. And maybe next year I'll read that um, <laughs> to all of you, what I wrote to him while he was in his brain surgery. But, um, you know, even still then I, I adored just the drive down to Boston with him and the, you know, the waiting for him and, uh, and then getting to spend time. I mean, it's crazy. I know it is crazy to some, but like his company was everything to me. And like, it, it wasn't a totally lost day. We still found love on a day that was so hard, but anyway, so that aside for a second, it's not actually the main focus of what I want to talk about today. So Valentine's Day is one of those holidays that, I mean, you got to think of it from the perspective of people trying to sell cards, candies, you know, gifts and whatnot. I mean, of course, they're going to start throwing it in our face well before the day. It's going to stay on the shelves <laughs> until the next holiday rolls around and kicks it to the side. But I mean, for the people who don't have that amazing relationship it hits the heart hard because you're surrounded by everybody sort of throwing their love in your face um it's just the way of the holiday you know and i think like if i really go back i believe that somewhere along the line i started not loving valentine's day and i started sort of associating it with all that is um, fake, you know, I thought to myself, my husband and I were so loving all the time every day. And yet on this one day of the year, every one of my friends was posting their pictures of their love and their, you know, their flowers and their, um, romantic getaways and this, you know, all these kind words to the love of my life, but they weren't actually saying it to the love of their life who wasn't even on Facebook. They were saying it to the world to hear, but not actually to the person that needed to hear it. And, you know, whereas my husband and I, well, first, social media is now like at the center point of my life because I use it for business. Um, but I'm not a love of social media for a lot of reasons. And I wouldn't even be on it if I didn't have to be probably. Um, I fought it for a long time. Just ask my brother. He used to get frustrated with me. He's like, all your friends are looking for you on Facebook. I'm sick of telling them that she's not on there. I don't know what my issue was. I just really kind of wanted to be private. That was our way. Because what we did, instead of telling everybody how wonderful the other person was and how grateful we were for them, we told it to each other in a card, you know, in a love letter. Like I have boxes of love letters and notes and you know, so it wasn't for the public, it was for each other. And that was important and big. And so, you know, 
that's why sharing this little piece of my heart today is going to be a big one for me because it's something that I've just held close for two years, but I thought it was important to share because I want you to feel just how, how when it's really real, the rest of the world doesn't even need to acknowledge it, you know? Um, and I feel like so many people that don't have that person anymore, whether they broke up, divorced, um, you know, lost somebody to death, um, or, you know, that maybe they just haven't found that person yet. And you're feeling like, oh, I just wish I could just attract that love back into my world. Um, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today because so many people use the law of attraction to try to manifest into their life the perfect love, the perfect whatever. And um, and often one, I think we're doing it kind of wrong. <laughs> but uh, because when you're doing law of attraction stuff, guys, it's not about vision boards and, and wanting something, you know, and picturing it and seeing it. It really is about feelings. It's about your autonomic nervous system responses. And it's about all that stuff that puts that vibrational stuff into... It's literally about your nervous system. And so you can only affect that really through feelings. And and that's why the thoughts becoming things is a real true thing. So to just kind of backtrack a little bit... Um, <laughs> I think that wanting it so bad is just going to lead to more wanting of the thing. You know, that's what you're attracting is the want. And none of us want to be stuck in a cycle of want. Um, so I really, like, I've encouraged members of my, my Facebook group um, to, instead of just sort of staying in, not celebrating, being sad... Do an act of love for someone else. Do something, you know, it inspired a few people and this really warmed my heart. A few members were posting about how they went out and did things for older generations, for older widows who were alone on the holiday. They visited them. They gave them a massage. They sat and talked. They looked through pictures, whatever it was. It made my heart melt because the idea of this is so beautiful. And by doing that you're opening yourself up to receiving it. And that's the cool part is like, if you really want to see the law of attraction at work, it's not about just willing it, you know, and wanting it so badly and seeing it in your mind's eye all the time. It's, it's not that it's not the affirmations. It's none of those things. It's what generates that feeling inside you that exact match for what it is you're hoping to bring in. So if you put it out, that's where this reciprocalness comes in because what you're putting out is what's going to come back, right? Karma, whatever you want to call it, like the infinity symbol, if what flows out what flow, is what flows right back into you. So if you can do something that's just so beautiful, selfless, kind for someone else in such a loving manner, that's when you really do open yourself up to opportunity to have that love brought into your world. And when I think about... My husband and I, so, okay, I, I want to share this with you now because I don't want to get all the way to the end of this episode and go, oh my goodness, I haven't even shared it yet. Um, so what happened was, as I had said before, he ended up passing the day before Valentine's Day on the 13th, which is no surprise to me because everything in our world's happened on the 13th. <laughs> so this, of course, would be no exception. 
Um, I should have actually seen it coming for that reason, but I had no idea what date it was when it came. I had no idea Valentine's was even coming. That being said, a dear friend of mine, um, her name is Lynn Layton, and she's one of the most wonderful, beautiful souls I've ever met in my life, who's always just so selflessly thinking of others and how she can enrich their own experience. And so she had thought to herself, Valentine's Day is coming up. Now, this wasn't done on the day he passed. This was probably about a week prior or so, or not even a week, maybe a few days. Um, and she had said to him, I know you and I know how much, you know, you love your wife and kids. And I know that if you could, you would be doing something for them. What can I do? Like, that was basically what she said to him. You know, how can I help you? What do you want me to get them from you? And he literally came out with the exact thing, the exact type of candy that my kids loved, um, and then he still, so this is what's wild, guys. By that point in my husband's cancer journey, he had lost the ability to really communicate. Um, sad, like this is hard. This is the part that I knew would be a little emotional to talk about. But, you know, that last week, it was like he had lost the ability to really speak much. Um, you know, by the last few days, a lot of just moaning and, you know, painful sounds, which is so hard and nobody talks about what end of life really can look like. It's so hard. But even that week leading up, like little by little, and some of this was just because of the type of cancer he had that was attacking his spine, um, he had lost the ability to communicate, but also like wasn't making a whole ton of sense. You know, it was like sometimes we were like, does he know what he's saying? Does he not? Are we, is he with us here? Is he not? So it was kind of like weird and random comments that didn't make a lot of sense. Um, and that had been sort of the consistent thing for a little bit. And even to the degree that he was, I mean, I think I might have shared this with you guys in a past episode when he said, or maybe, you know what, I blogged about this, that he had made a comment to our nurse who wasn't even a hospice nurse. She was just, oh, she was wonderful. We had to keep swapping back and forth basically from hospice to um, the regular nursing staff um because my husband was still trying to fight his cancer right up till the end and if you're receiving treatment still and immunotherapy is treatment we weren't allowed to still be receiving hospice services so that meant basically he didn't have any at home care it was me <laughs> and then this one nurse would come twice a week maybe i can't remember anymore and um she happened to be there and I remember him like saying to her, how did we get here? Or he said to me in front of her is what it was. How did we get here? And I didn't know even then, like, so this is just like to explain his mental clarity or lack thereof at that point. I didn't know whether he was asking me quite literally, how did we get here? Like he thought like sometimes he was confused and like, how did we get in the house in the living room? Or if he meant like, how did it come to this? You know, like that's the type of communication we were struggling with at that point, you know, because sometimes there might be a moment of like, like with somebody with Alzheimer's, there might be that moment of clarity and then it's gone again. And you're like, wait, what? And we're talking about things that make no sense at all. Um, so anyway, hadn't had a good coherent sentence in a while. And it was sad because, you know, in your mind, you picture like, when that day does come, you want to have all the conversations, all, all the important stuff, you know, have those talks that you envision 
with children and you know, just to make sure that all your loved ones know how much you loved them and all that stuff. But that's not reality. It's just not, not many people get that. Um, and for us, it was no different. It had just declined to the point where like those conversations, I don't know. I mean, even when I was trying to have a conversation like that with him, I wasn't sure how much was, you know, sort of getting received in was sort of making sense and yeah. So anyway, so amongst all this crazy chaos that was happening, um, as I said, my friend a couple days before he passed had asked him about what he wanted to get my kids and I for Valentine's Day. And he had, you know, been able to tell her what he wanted them to have, which was like a miracle. And then he said this sentence that's, it's just tattooed on my heart now. It's, it is something that you can't unhear. And so I hope it's okay if I share his words with you because she recorded it. She hit, you know, record on her phone and was able to get this conversation between the two of them. So I asked her permission if I could share it and here it is. Um, so what do you want to say on the card that would be from you? My life would never have been so complete without her. Oh, that's sweet. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. There's so much that goes through my mind when I hear that again. I mean, sorry. This. It, He's so amazing that I know it hurt him to talk. I knew it hurt him to think at that time. I know it. And he still found the words. Um, and I, you know why I think he found those words? Because he had spoken them so many times in life. These weren't words that he held close to his chest. He told me every single day, you are the most beautiful woman. You are so, you're the most intelligent woman I've ever met in my whole life. You're such a genius. You know, you don't know how great my wife is. She is like, she, he just saw me as this, like, I don't know. It was, he, as though he just met me for the first time and was so impressed with me with every conversation, every person he spoke to, he just didn't have a bad thing to say. And it's not that just that he didn't have a bad thing to say. He couldn't stop raving about me and stuff that I, like makes me blush. Like I'm like, I'm, I don't deserve all of that credit, but like in his eyes I did. And he said it out loud on the daily. So when you are receiving that much positive stuff every day, you know what that does? It changes you. It actually chemically changes you because I started to believe when you hear something day in and day out, that is repetition. That is changing subconscious beliefs. It's changing your perception of self. And I did start to believe him. I did start to feel smarter, more beautiful, whatever. Because if if that's what the world is seeing, that must be what I am. You know what I mean? It's like you just, it's like you're hearing it as fact every day. And so what a gift that is if you think about it. And so those words rolled off his tongue. I have no doubt because 
things at that time, he wasn't able to come up with like necessarily lots of new thoughts. So it had to have been something that was imprinted in his, you know, like in his cells at that point. Like this is something like, what am I saying to my wife? I'm telling her she's made my life complete. Like I'm telling her the same thing I told her yesterday and the day before. And the day. It was just I don't know, like even in that moment for him to pull, like, what are you going to say? And I was waiting for like, when she told me she had recorded what he said, I I was expecting like, you know, the bananas are in the kitchen and don't forget to put it on the dog food or something crazy. Like, cause that was the stuff that we were getting. It was like, what, <laughs> what did you just say? You know, it didn't all add up. And then she, he said exactly what he had always given me one single white rose and I don't know if I shared with you guys but he used to send me dozens and because I love white roses and then he realized (laughs) that I used to give him such a hard time like don't waste money on me I just kill everything like I'm not that great like even like just flowers that come (laughs) from a delivery person and sit in a vase and I I still can manage to forget to add the food forget to water them overwater them not put them in the sun whatever I'm gonna figure out a way to probably kill these things and have them like you know terrible in a few days so (laughs) so somewhere along the line he learned that his wife was not a huge fan of a ton of flowers and tons of money spent on something that she was likely not going to be able to prolong the life of And so he started giving me a single white rose, which I was just so beautiful because it's like he listened. He heard me. He knew me. And he knew that it was still such a beautiful gesture that I didn't want him to stop doing, but I kind of wanted him to stop doing. And so he found the way around that just spoke to my heart. And so that's what he told her to get me was white roses. But this time it was a whole it was a whole dozen. And I was like, oh, interesting that he, he got me the dozen. Well, after he passed away, this is no joke. So, oh, oh, and on the card, it said this message that his voice had, you know, recorded, that she had recorded there. And I was expecting, like I said, for it to be like, you know, I love you as much as bananas. But um, no, it was this beautiful, heartfelt moment. And then all the flowers wilted and died except for one. (laughs) And one that didn't just like stay alive in the center of it all, it grew huge. And then even after I was like, oh, I should really save this one. So I should probably take it out of the water before I make it go brown and dead and droopy like all the other ones. And I hung it up and I, you can't make this up. It wasn't in water anymore, guys. So it's no longer got its source of life, (laughs) you know, and this little green sprout, it started to grow new life off the side of it. Is that even possible? I I mean, I have pictures of it and I can share those, but oh my goodness, it was so amazing that the one survived. Like he wanted me to know, listen, I didn't forget. I know (laughs) this was like a special occasion. Let me do the dozen. And then like the one that survived and then the one that just kept blooming and blossoming. And it was after like it all accounts it shouldn't have been, you know? So, I mean, I have, if anybody has a right right now to feel down in the dumps and, you know, cheated or whatever out of love on a day like this, it's probably me because the timing of all this, but I don't. I feel full. I feel happy. And so here's another little part of the story. I today was, you know, getting up and ready to start this day. 
And my life took a little, like some funny turns that just reinforced this law of attraction, resonance, whatever you want to call it. And I'm going to take a quick break and then I'll get right into what happened today. So while I always advertise this inside of my private Facebook group, I don't often open this up to all of you listeners. So today is a little different. It's Valentine's Day, and I wanted to make sure that anybody who wanted the opportunity to work with me as a grief coach had that opportunity. So I'm just letting you know if uh, trying to get through some major loss in your life is a goal of yours and you're wanting to know uh, more about what I offer and how you could work with me going forward. I will put my email in today's description and another, um, I'm just going to say it here because some people have a hard time finding the podcast description. And if that's you, <laughs> you can reach me at heather at can you cure cancer.com. Um, that is actually the name of my company. So you can send me an email and just let me know that you want me to send you a video explaining a little bit more about what it is that I do and how you could work with me. And um, again, I like to just make mention that that Facebook group is free and open to anybody who has experienced soul crushing loss. And so I will also leave the link to get an invitation to join that in today's description as well. All right, guys, right back to the show. Okay, so getting up on Valentine's morning, I started off by acts of kindness for my kids. So I started the day, um, you know, with heart-shaped pancakes and, <laughs> um, you know, little goodies and love you gifts to my kids and sneaking some little candies into their lunches and cutting my son's sandwich into the heart shape and all the cheesy little things that you do. So I, I started there and, um, you know, got them all packed up with their Valentines and whatever and sent off to school and got home and quickly wanted to get in some, you know, cozy clothes or whatever. And I was sort of like in the mode of like, I'm just going to find ways to find some love in the day for myself. What do I love to do? I want to just get in some cozy clothes, work from home, you know, from my couch with my dog snuggled up next to me, get a whole bunch of things done, which always feels really good on my soul just to accomplish to do things and eat whatever junk food just, you know, I fancied. I'm like, that's what I'm doing today. <laughs> and then I got a call that said that I had a flower delivery. Ugh. And so now going back to what I just told this whole story, lo and behold, my sweet sister-in-law, she sent me six white roses and a sweet little note inside. I continuously joke that now I forever get to win the I love you more battle because we would always, that was our sort of phrase to one another, I love you more. And so, uh, you know, I, I always jokingly say, you know, he who exited first now, you know, I forever win that battle. I love you more. I get to say it and he can't fight me back. <laughs> so it was really sweet because on her card, it basically said he still loves you more. And I know, I like... The, this is it though, guys. I have these amazing loving people in my life, but it's because I'm amazingly loving to them too. You have to do it. Um, there was times where in our lives where like, you know, anytime I think that you're in a place of struggle or retreat, <laughs> you know, if you kind of 
coil in and away from the world and don't tell the people you love that you love them, you don't get it back. And so this was sort of my whole thing yesterday. I was like talking to my Facebook group about it. I'm like, guys, you know, if if nothing else, if you're needing to receive support, you sometimes have to ask for it. You sometimes have to. So how do I ask for it? Well, as I said before, I used to not be a big social media lover. So my way before would be to literally have to say to people like, hey, did you know today's the anniversary or whatever? Like I'd have to say that because you can't receive the support if they don't know what you're going through. Um, and nowadays I've recognized a pattern in myself that I still don't love to social media post things. I'm not telling people, you know, about the every activity of my days, what I'm having for breakfast. You know, I don't even post when my kids make like these big momentous things or first days of schools or anything like that. But I do tend to yearly post on Father's Day, um, maybe his birthday, maybe the day I lost him. Like these are days where I go to social and I was like, huh, well, this is interesting. Let's let's sort of dig a little here. Why am I doing that? Well, I've recognized I think I'm doing it because more important to me even than my own support is my husband's memory not being forgotten. I don't want the world to forget him. Like he was my everything and he was he was everything. He was such a good person that like inspired others and made people just feel good when he entered a room and I don't want that forgotten. I don't want my kids to forget. Like I just want to know that I'm not the only one left still remembering his memory. And so I have realized what I like to receive is that acknowledgement that we haven't forgotten him every so often. And I recognize that when I post on social a memory or a, um, you know, thinking of you or letting people know about the anniversary or whatever it is, that I get it. And so it's interesting. I did it without, I wasn't a conscious decision to do it, to receive it, but I think that's what was going on. Um, so anyway, I, I'm sorry, my memory just, I just went down this little memory train. I was just thinking to myself about, I was also telling everyone in the group the other day that I think if you really dig, by the way, to why a lot of people don't love Valentine's Day, because remember I was saying like I, somewhere along the line, I think I just started not liking it. There's probably some trauma in our past, right? Or an expectation of receiving that never came to pass. Like, if you if it's Valentine's Day and nobody said anything to you, nobody, you know, <laughs> you just didn't have a person on that day or you had, you know, the boyfriend or whatever and then they didn't bring the flowers or the candy. They just kind of it kind of was like, Ugh. you probably put up a guard somewhere along the line. Like, I don't know the story. I don't know your story, but I don't even know my own story. It happened so long ago that I sort of started developing this story around not loving it that my guess is it came from a place of hurt. And in a protection mode, I probably said like, oh, I can't, like it's not my holiday anyway, because I was trying to buffer in case this boyfriend doesn't buy something for me. I've already said I'm not a big fan of it, like, or something, you know what I mean? Maybe we make up these things to kind of like dodge first. So it's like, oh yeah, we don't really celebrate it because it protects the fact that like when everyone else is posting their flowers or whatever and you don't have that to be able to just sort of be like, ugh, the holiday's kind of ick anyway. And blah, 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 blah. Anyway, that's what I'm guessing happened. 
And that might have happened to some of you, too, is that somewhere along the line, you'd created a story around why this holiday is just, uh, <laughs> you know, and it, and in a lot of ways, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of that showboaty stuff that goes on. And I just encourage you guys all to make sure that you're saying it to the right people. It's it's great to like shout it from the rooftops and make sure everybody knows it, but make sure that the person you're trying to say it to is really getting that message first and foremost. Um so sorry, that was a little sidetracked, but my mind just sort of rounded back to that thinking, hmm, I should share more about that. So anyway, so with the kids, I got them off to school, did all these things. Then I, I got the message that flowers were coming for me. So I was thinking, okay, well, I can't start recording my podcast yet because I have to be available to like answer the door when the guy comes or whatever. So I was like, uh, <laughs> all right, I will hang um, you know, near the window or whatever, and then I'll be able to see him. I can't always hear right away when somebody has arrived. So I was like, what, what's the way around this? Like I need, I have things to do. And I was like, the last thing you want to do, you have this wonderful gift coming your way is to start getting annoyed <laughs> that it's like taking you from. So I was like, huh, what could I do? Oh, look, I have all these other things on my to-do list that are actually outdoor activities. Why don't I do that? And then I'm available. And then if they need me, perfect. So I literally found myself on Valentine's Day in the front yard shoveling dog poop. <laughs> Can't make this up. Nope, I was fully, you know, and this wasn't an easy task. So we got about two feet of snow, followed by this like icy rainstorm that crusted everything in fast. So during that time, I had shoveled some paths for my dog um, and normally I go out and gather the poop in bags and, you know, dispose of it. But, uh, or sometimes he goes way into the woods where I can't even see where he's going and it's, and it doesn't get picked up. But um, these paths were so hard to make because the snow was so deep that it was really awkward. And he didn't actually make it to the woods because there really was no access for him. And um, then the ice crust made everything freeze in before I could get it out. Well, now we're having a little thaw here in New Hampshire, some beautiful weather. And I was like, oh, I can finally be able to scoop this because <laughs> this is so ridiculous. Sorry to be bringing poop into your Valentine's Day. But so here I am like outside chiseling these little poop pops out of the <laughs> out of the snow banks and thinking to myself, oh my gosh. And I was laughing out loud, guys. I was like, this is what this is where I am right now. This is it. Like from Valentine's Day past, the fancy restaurants and um, these gowns that I used to wear to go to these galas and um to I am scooping poop in my front yard and chiseling it out of the ice <laughs> like in my pajamas basically I mean I'm like in the cozy clothes as I said waiting like you know for a flower delivery oh my gosh you know and so like what are your options here? So I could very well have been shoveling in tears and so upset with how things have changed so miserably. But instead, like, how can you not see the light, guys? See the light in these moments is what I'm encouraging you to do because I laughed my butt off. I was like, this is kind of hilarious. If the guy shows up right now, I am like full-fledged a disaster cakes right in my front yard 
uh, for all the world to see, like looking like a ridiculous mess, but like laughing my butt off and having a good old time with it. Anyway, I don't care, whatever. Everyone's opinion of me suddenly doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot since the loss of my husband. So I'm like, okay, in my weirdness and whatever. I don't, it's what it is. So I'm digging that up I, I realized that at that point I've done everything I needed to do and he still hasn't arrived so I came inside you know and um but again because I think I kept my mood and attitude so positive the good stuff kept rolling today you know then a friend called me and she's like I have a few minutes before my zoom starts and I just figured I'd check in I know it's a heavy week for you and we just had a fun talk and then I was looking for this message um my friend had sent me that of uh, my husband so I could share it on the podcast and see all these things that before I would have been frustrated. It would have been like, oh, but I need to start the podcast and now I can't and let the stress sink in and cortisol goes up as we've talked about in past episodes, which makes me sicker and unhealthy. And then that, the, all those bad hormones that are brewing, I call them bad, they're not bad, but you know, they're the ones that come up with stress. Um, then they're in the driver's seat, which is then attracting and, you know, the law, you know, the law resonance. I'm sucking to me all the, all that is bad. No, no, no. Instead, I was like having fun, keeping it light, not letting it get heavy. And because of that, it just kept getting good. It was like, and then I found the message I had been searching for and the timing of everything fell perfectly because if I had started recording when I wanted to earlier this morning, I hadn't even thought to share that message with you guys. So then all I got all these downloads of ideas of things I wanted to share today that happened in the time period of when I was going to record till when I was actually able to. And that only unfolded because I was even willing and okay with just letting it roll, letting life happen, let it unfold as it unfolds and stop trying to steer the darn car. Like I just let it do its thing. And I laughed and I had fun with it and I continued to stay productive. Like manifesting is not laziness, guys. It doesn't mean you sit on your couch and you feel the feelings and see the thing and it's just going to come to you like a magnet. You have to still take action steps. So I didn't stop. I continued to just follow life's trail, you know, and if it meant that on my to-do list today, I had to scoop poop before I could record and talk to all of you, I had to just be okay with that and just let it happen and realize that there's a reason for every single thing happening. And it's happening because I've asked for it to. I have put out there that I want to receive uh, you know, God's guidance on my life right now. I want him to drive the car. I want him to show me the way. And then I have to actually release to let that happen. And so by letting it unfold and, and in the way that it, it needed to and wanted to, I didn't lose track of that to-do list. I still knew what needed to be accomplished in my day. I just allowed it to not be having to be controlled by me when and where and how much and what order and all that stuff. Like, no, it's like, I, I just let it be. And then on top of letting it happen, I didn't just stress out about the fact the whole time and go, oh, but I really need to be recording that right now. I'm going to run out of time before I got to grab my kids. And uh, no, I just <laughs> let it go. It was like, uh, such a freeing feeling to be like, I'm sure I'll find the time. If I don't, I'll be recording it at midnight. I don't know. Like, I didn't even stress about that. I did not picture the what if it doesn't work out in my mind. Because as soon as you do that, you're starting to manifest something you don't want. Right? I don't want to start picturing the alternative 
um, outcome or the alternative path I'll have to take if, because then that's where I start to move towards. So instead, I just like, it, like I didn't acknowledge it. I just assumed it's going to be fine and do this now. I have to do this. I don't have a choice. I have to be available to enter the door. So I'll do this. And I just kept playing that way with my day. And guys, playfulness is missing sometimes from this manifesting equation. <laughs> you have to play. You have to have fun. You have to let joy and these higher vibrations be leading or you're always going to be manifesting lower vibrational things. Because at the end of it all, whatever it is that you want or desire or are trying to create in your life, if you're still focused and energetically somewhere else, like, so, okay, so let's say my mind is consciously focusing on whatever. That's great and fine. It's like that, that's part of the equation that needs to be but then if energetically I'm like bumming all day, I'm like, oh, I can't believe I'm scooping poop in the front yard. Oh my gosh, how embarrassing. What if someone sees me and oh no. And you know, all these things of shame and and all these lower vibrational energies that bring your energy down. Who cares if the whole time I'm scooping the poop, if I'm like in that frame of mind is woe is me and this is uh, and how embarrassing and whatever. If I had been all focused on that, I mean, I probably would have stepped in poop, fallen in a, you know, in a poopsicle and like it would have been, ugh, <laughs> you know, I would have brought that to me. Even if in my mind I was imagining the whole time driving a Ferrari, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even like Ferraris, but you know what I mean? Like I would, I couldn't have come up with um, creating or manifesting something out of a place of bad energy. So you have to get the energy right. Even if you think, no, no, but I'm thinking Ferrari. But you you might be thinking Ferrari, but are you feeling Ferrari? Are you feeling like, I mean, even with me laughing about the poop, I'm still not feeling Ferrari. I'm still at a level of, yes, joy and fun and you can make the most out of it, which probably will bring me more of that, of like kind of like meh situations that I'm making the most of, right? So you got to actually think what... What is it that you're feeling in your body? And uh, and yeah, today, like I for sure, it's a step up over like the woe is me. Because I do remember last year at this very time, big snowstorm, shoveling, not going my way, falling down, tears on my face. Like I have memories of that. So that was my mindset a year ago. So how far I've come is is big, but I still have growth, right? Like, I mean, what I just said, like I was definitely in a place of laughing it off and having some fun with it. But being playful and fun is not what I'm trying to attract right now. I'm actually trying to attract uh, like a successful business and all these other things. And that wasn't reflective of what I was doing either. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I mean, what would and so you got to think like, what would a successful businesswoman be doing? Well, she'd be probably hiring someone else to take care of that for her. So like if I really wanted to fully embrace, but you don't even have to be like willing to spend a whole bunch of money because it doesn't make sense, right? Like if right now you can't afford to do that and that's, but that's the lifestyle you want, you still need to get in the mindset of like, you know what I mean? So I mean, maybe the activity still does have to be done. So maybe I still have to go out there and do it. But maybe, you know, you're like so grateful that, you could even play a game. It's imagination, guys. So you could imagine like, oh, my uh, my 
dog poop scooping employee is like on vacation. So I'm having to do this. I'm so grateful that I have him to do that for me now. (laughs) You know, but you have to be careful. Manifesting is a funny little business because if your brain knows otherwise and says, yeah, right, like you wish, and then you're going to be reinforcing a life you don't want. So I can get into all of that on another episode, but there are definitely ways to pose things as far as affirmations and comments and things that you're saying and believing that your brain will trust and know to be true and solid so that you're not um, you're not like battling yourself, basically, because if you're saying one thing and then your subconscious is going, that's not true. No, it's not. <laughs> you know, you're going to be getting nowhere fast. But anyway, uh, I fully enjoyed my morning regardless of all this heaviness. And, you know, I made it through the first day, which was the anniversary of us getting together. I made it through the second day, which was the anniversary of losing the love of my life. And now I'm on to the third day, the anniversary of his first brain surgery and Valentine's Day without him. And, you know, I'm pretty proud of myself. So I'm going to stay focused on that because, you know, there's, I mean, I still have aspirations for for future valentine's days where i'm doing more of the like like this gentleman in my group who went out and went to the nursing home and was that giving to someone else i haven't quite reached that um i think in large part because of having two little ones at home um i'm trying to still kind of make them my focus and valentine on this day um but you know what it's funny like i hear i'm talking about outside scooping poop it is funny because i have said several times that my dog is my Valentine this year because truly like he's hanging on the couch with me and cuddling and showing me all the love and spending his time with me. (laughs) And look what it brought me, me showing him my love by scooping his poop and whatever. So yeah, serendipity, I suppose. It is funny to see how things unfold, but um, I'm not sad today. Um, I am, I'm greatly missing the love of my life so so heartbroken that my kids don't get to have him spoiling them on this day and making things extra special I always love to surprise like I'm a big surprise person where I like to everything from like what's for dinner and whatever I always loved it being you know all of their favorites and whatever so I've sort of substituted where I'm not able to do that for my husband anymore doing it all for my kids and um and I don't know it just it gives me so much happiness to see happiness in others so it it continuously is like a full circle you know thing of bringing up my own energy by by being good energy for others and and I don't know guys if you can find that I think you're already on your way to the right vibration and resonance and manifesting a beautiful beautiful life for yourself if you're trying to manifest the love of your life though for goodness sakes get off your couch and don't be sad don't be watching sad you know rom-coms and (laughs) you got to just find a way to to see the beauty of even if it's like just past memories of you know, better days, better Valentine's days. And, and don't look at it in a longing. I wish I had it in the lack of what I don't have way, just in a way of gratitude. You know, I really am so wholeheartedly grateful for the fact that I had amazing 22 years with a soulmate who literally saw me as his prize, you know, and as the most amazing person in the room at every moment and it 
it, it bettered me. It bettered my life. It bettered my children's life because they know how to be amazing men who, you know, are just so appreciative of the love of their life. And, you know, so hopefully it will come full circle again. But um, I can't be mad. I just can't be. There's so many out there who haven't found that love yet. And so my, you know, true desire on this Valentine's Day is that everybody finds that person for them because everyone deserves to have that for at least a little time. And I don't think that it's impossible for anybody. And for many of you, there might even be a whole second go round at this, which, you know, might seem impossible right now, but I've seen it so many times of people finding another love that just matches that phase of their life they're in even more beautifully. So who knows for all of you, I just, I hope today you just spoil yourself a bit and find so much peace and beautiful memories. And I'm so grateful for you listening and joining in today and allowing me to share a bit of my heart, the love of my life and his beautiful last message to me that, you know, thankfully to my friend, I will always be able to carry with me. So thanks again, guys, and happy Valentine's Day.